The millennial reign of Jesus Christ of Revelation chapter 20 continues today here on the Last Things Podcast. Let's go to verse seven. When the thousand years end, Satan will be let out of his prison, just as we talked about, just as we seen earlier. Okay, in verse three. Verse six, he will go out to do what? Deceive the nations from every corner of the earth, which is called God, God, and Magog. He will gather them together for a battle, a mighty host as numberless as sand along the shore. Okay. And as I said, what's Satan's greatest power? Deceive, deception. That's his greatest power. So what so when it comes to the battle of Gog and Magog, it doesn't that sound like what he did at the Battle of Armageddon? He's gathering nations. He's gathering nations from every corner. So what he did in the Battle of Armageddon did not work. So now he's trying it again. This time they're calling this battle the the Battle of Gog and Magog. Now, in Ezekiel chapter 38 through 39, it talks about the Battle of Gog and Magog. However, that Battle of Gog and Magog in Ezekiel 38 is not the same as the battle that's here in Revelation chapter 20. Why do we say that? Because the battle in Ezekiel of Gog and Magog deals with armies from the north. Here in Revelation, what does it say? From every corner of the earth, not just north, north, south, east, and west, from all over the earth. So those, so we're talking about two different battles. They just had the same name, Gog and Magog. Ezekiel's talking about the armies from the north. Revelation is talking about the armies from all over. But they have the same name, Gog and Magog. So why do they have the same name? I believe he's using them as a symbol to show the same rebellion that was in Ezekiel is the same type of rebellion that's here in Revelation. Same thing, Satan, same thing. To me, battle of God, this battle of Gog and Magog is really more connected to, to Armageddon because it's the same thing. Satan is going out and getting all these nations to come against God once again. It didn't work the first time. So now after this thousand years is up, he's going to do it again. Okay, he's doing it again. Same thing. See, Satan don't have no new tricks, just old tricks. It's just old tricks. He tried it once before, and now he's going to try it again. That's how Satan gets so many people, because people think he's got new tricks. No, he don't have new tricks. He's beating If Satan beats you the same way he's been beating you, you just don't know it. He's doing the same. He's been, he's been, if, 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 if you have problems, 
you have to look at what's going, you have to look at, you got to look at, you got to step back and look at everything because Satan's using the same, the same thing that he did once before he's going to use it again, just like he's did. And just like we, we see an example, we seen in Armageddon, in the battle of Armageddon, he's doing the same thing with Gog and Magog. He don't have no new tricks. It's always the same old tricks and it's always around deception and lies. Okay, that's Satan's greatest weapons. He don't have no new tricks. It's the same thing. If he tried it once, he's going to be stupid enough to try it again. That's why Jesus talked about this in I I don't know where it is in the Bible, where he talked about how a spirit will leave a home. And when that spirit leaves a home, that spirit, that home is then clean because that spirit is gone. But at some point, that spirit will return. And if there's nothing in that home that take that will take up the place of that spirit, the Bible says not only will that particular spirit come back, but he'll bring back seven more spirits with them. And that person will be in worse shape than they were before. So that's why I'm saying that's an example of Satan does not have new tricks. It's the same old tricks. It's the same old tricks, nothing new, same old thing. And he's done and he continues to keep using the same thing, thinking it's going to work, but it's not going to work. If it didn't work the first time, why would you try it again? But that's what he does. That's what he does. Okay. So let's keep going. I'm sorry. I'm just, I just wanted to talk. I don't know why I went more in depth about that, but let's keep going. Okay. Verse nine. Then And I saw them as they went up to the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. So you see, there's nothing, nothing to, nothing to always symbolize this. Nope. What we see, what we're reading in scripture is exactly what happened. The army surround the city. And guess what? God sends down a fire, a a fire come down from heaven to consume them. We've seen that in Genesis chapter 19, verse 24. We've seen God do that once before. Okay, so let's keep going. Verse 10. Then the devil who betrayed them was thrown into what? The lake of fire that burns with sulfur. Joining, joining, look, 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 he's about to be thrown into the lake of fire. But look what happens. Somebody's already there. Joining the beast and the false prophet, they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. We see that. Do we see that? Satan is going after fire, after they surround the city, after the thousand years, Satan gathers a nation, gathers people from all over the world, and they surround the uh, they they surround the beloved city. And they surround God's people. But what happens? But fire from heaven comes down and it consumes all of them, attacking the armies and consumes all of them. Then the devil who betrayed them was thrown into the lake of fire. And who's there with him? The Antichrist and the false prophet. 
And look at what happens. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Forever and ever. Now, you know, we talked about that. Um, we talked about that first. We talked about that. That sec- what, We're going to come back to that second death because we're going we're gonna to come back to it because we're going to it's going to come up again. OK, we're going to come back to it. Now, let's look at verse. Um, verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and I saw the one who was sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from him. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. So do we see that verse? We see that the earth and the sky fled away, but they could not find a place. They fled away. Well, hold on. Let's let's read it again. And I saw the, a great white throne and I saw the one who was sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. Now, what does that exactly mean? Honestly, we really don't know. We just speculate. Now, some people believe that it's got something to do with the new heaven and the new earth. But we honestly don't know what that means. Now, let's look at John chapter five. Let's go back to John chapter five. This is what John chapter five says. Verse 22. In addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he has given the son absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor so that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. So we see in chapter. So we see here in Matthew, Jesus said, God, in verse 22, Jesus said, God's not going to judge. He's given he's given Jesus the absolute authority to judge. Why am I talking about this? Because this right here would be would be the great white throne of judgment. That's what this is that we're seeing. That's what this is. This is where Jesus is beginning to judge everyone. Okay. now let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Verse 12, I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne and the books were open, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the things written in the books, according to what they had done. We see that. We see that. So what happens? People are before the great white throne. Jesus is judging people. And this is where he saw the dead, great and small, standing before God's throne and the books were open. What is he talking about? There are books that are God. Remember how I said earlier? Look at Malachi. Let, Let me read this scripture to you. Let me read the scripture to you. This is Malachi chapter three, verse 16. It says here, it says this, then those who fear the Lord spoke with each other and the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. We see that. Now, there's another scripture that I want to read. In first Peter, 
chapter 4, verse 17. I'm going to come back to that one. That's not the one I need. But you see in Malachi, that's an example of what? That's an example of what? Recording angels. You know, the Bible says we entertain angels unaware, right? Just as we entertain angels unaware, meaning I believe that's that I believe that's literal. Like some you could be walking around and you could help somebody and you never know. That's an angel that you just helped. So just as the Bible says we entertain angels unaware, I believe that true. And I also believe what it says, Satan goes to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. So just as the Bible says we entertain angels unaware, I do believe that same thing. Satan walks the earth to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. I believe that wholeheartedly as well, too. I also believe we have recording angels. Angels who record everything that is said, every, you know, the Bible says you're going to answer for every idle word. That, how can you answer for every idle word unless there's an angel recording everything that you say? Notice what it says. The books were open and they were judged how according to the things written in the books. So the only way you can do that is if there's an angel recording everything that you say and everything that you do. So when you stand before Christ, they're going to open the books and you can't say, I don't remember this. I don't remember that. I don't think I did this. You can't lie. You can't try to weasel your way out of it. God's got angels who are recording everything you say, everything you do. They're recording it. So when you go before God, you got to answer for it. Now, here's the key right here. You ready for it? This is where salvation comes into play, because guess what? If you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, they're going to open the books and everything that you said and done is going to be written out. But guess what? Jesus is going to say, remember, hey, what do we read in Second Timothy? If we suffer with him, we'll, he'll reign with him. But if we deny him, he'll also deny us. But the Bible also says, if you acknowledge me here on earth, I'll acknowledge you before my father, which is in heaven. Right. So the Bible, so even though you have made, you've done some things wrong, but if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, guess what? When you stand before God, when you stand before him, he's going to, he's going to acknowledge who you are before God. And guess what? You have nothing to, and guess what? You'll be judged righteous. See, this is a salvation issue. This is a salvation issue. But look, look, but I want to, but. Here's the thing about this great white throne of judgment, because I want you to notice something. Well, this is my opinion. This does not include the church. Why do I say that? The <clears throat> Remember that scripture? <coughs> Excuse me. Remember that scripture in Peter that I was going to read a minute ago? I'm going to read it right now. It is first Peter chapter four, verse 17. For the time has come for judgment and it must begin with God's household. And if the judgment begins with us, what terrible wait, what terrible fate waits those who have never obeyed God's good news. Peter says judgment's going to start in God's house first, meaning the church is going to be the first ones to be judged. I don't believe this is a, well, you know what? I'm going to say this might be the judge. Well, I tell you what, 
this probably does can this probably would be the ju the judgment of the church you know why i'm gonna say that because they were judged according to the things written in the books according to what they had done this they would this this would be judgment for their deeds but you know what they they would be judged for their deeds no I'm not going to say this would be a part of the church. You know why I'm going to say it's not a part of the church? Because the church has already been resurrected. So I'm not going to say that. This is a part of, this is judging your deeds. This is, this, this goes back to, you know what? Let me see if I can pull this up. I, I know I've been reading a lot of scripture, but you know, I always believe in reading the scripture to go back. So you could go back. Okay. Romans chapter, where am I at? Chapter two, verse six. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that, God's, that God offers. But do you see that verse six? He's going to judge everyone according to what they have done, meaning their deeds, meaning he's going to judge you by your works. He's going to judge you by your works. There's a scripture in the Bible. I, I don't know where it is, where it talks about how God's going to test the deeds that you've done. And what he does is he's going to put it in a fire or it's going to allow a fire to he's going to be put in a furnace or it's going to be put in a fire. And if the fire does not burn up the deeds, then you're good because it meant you did. You were do you weren't doing it's no selfish nature behind it. But if the fire consumes it, consumes your works, then it means there was selfish desire behind it. See, God is not God doesn't play. He does not play. If he said he's going to God doesn't play. And sometimes that's why the Bible says in Proverbs, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And oftentimes we don't fear God as we really should. Sometimes I think we get too comfortable with God. That's why, you know, shall we continue in sin that grace me abide? Sometimes there's a such thing as we abuse grace because we know God will forgive us. So we don't sometimes we take it for granted and we don't realize we don't really give God the reverence and the respect that he deserves. But we see here what God is judging and he says here he's going to judge based on what? The thing, the things written in the books according to what they have done. Okay, now let's look at verse 13. I'm sorry, verse 13. The sea gave up the dead in it, and the dead and the grave gave up the dead in them. Now, we can pretty much estimate what it means. The sea gave up the dead. What is he talking about? Those who've drowned. Those who have drowned are standing before God. And look what it says. The grave gave up their dead. Now, grave. Gr grave would be called. Grave would be called. Uh, Haiti. Grave is another word for Hades. The Hades means is Sheol in Hebrew. Grave would be great. Hades would be considered grave and Hades are the same thing. 
It is the place where both righteous and unrighteous go after death, a place of still darkness, which lies after death, which is the grave. Notice it. Remember earlier in Revelation where the horsemen of black came. What was following him? Death and Hades. What did Hades? That was what King James said, I believe. What did the New Living Translation call Hades? The grave. So after the sea, those who drowned and now those who are in the grave as well. Now, this is where those who are in the grave as well. They're all judged according to their deeds. And look what it says in death, verse verse 14. And death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This goes right back. Remember how I talked about when we said in Re early in Revelation, I think it's Revelation chapter seven. No, it's first. It's, it's chapter six. Look. Chapter six, verse seven. And when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being saying, come. And I looked up and I saw a horse whose color was whose color was pale, green like a corpse. And death was the name of the rider who was followed around by the grave. That's the New Living Translation. King James says death and hell followed him. So we see here, verse 14, what happens? Death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. And look what it says. This is the second death, the lake of fire. So remember how we talked about earlier where it said the, uh, the second death would not, the people who are part of the first resurrection would not be affected by the second death. This is the second death being thrown into the lake of fire. And look what it says, verse 15, anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So if your name is not written into the Lamb's book of life, you go into the same place where Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet is there is the false prophet and anyone else whose name not written in the Lamb's book of life. That's where you're going to be. That's the second death. See, that's why the Bible says fear God, because man can only destroy a body. God can destroy body and soul. I, I wrote this down. I wrote this down. I, it, this is what it says. It says born twice, you die once. Born once, you die twice. How are you born twice? Your physical birth and your spiritual birth when you give your life to Christ. Because the Bible says those who, who are in Christ are new creature. Old things pass away and behold, all things are made new. You are a new creature when you give your life to Christ. So you are born twice. So if you're born twice, you die once. You won't be a part of the second death. What? Why? Look at what the Bible says. Your name is now written in the Lamb's book of life. So you're not. So the second. So you won't be phased by the second death. And that, and you know what? I can't even say you die. You you die. Um, you die once, because there's a chance you could be raptured up. You might not have a physical death, but you see where I'm getting at. You born twice, you die once. Now you born once, you die twice. What you mean? You born once. Your physical birth. Your name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, so you've not been born again spiritually.
So what does that mean? You die physically and then you die again when you're thrown away into the lake of fire. See, there's a spiritual and a physical birth. Just like there's a spiritual and physical death. The physical death is your body. Your spiritual death is your soul burning and burning for all eternity. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Two deaths, two births. Born twice, die once. Born once, die twice. Ooh. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. See, this is why I told you this is a this is a salvation. This is why revelation people who fear revelation have a salvation issue. Why do I say that they have a salvation issue? Why? Because if you don't, because if you fear the book of revelation, you have a salvation issue because if you're saved, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to worry about if you are saved. Nothing to worry about. Why? Because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we've seen here, the Bible says, hey, you're not affected by the second death. And not only are you not affected by the second death, you will reign with Jesus. You have nothing to fear, nothing to fear at all. However, if you're not saved, you have a lot to fear. Why? Because we see here, look at verse 15. Let's read it again. Anyone who and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Those who are not saved, what happens? They're thrown into the lake of fire. So this is a salvation issue. It's all about your salvation. This is all about your salvation. This is why I try to end every episode with. We're going to offer salvation to you because it is so important. It's so important. Because you don't want to be a part of any of this that's going on. Well, any of the negative that's going on. You want to be on the side of that first resurrection. You want to be one of the ones who's going to reign with Christ. That's where you want to be. You don't want no part of that lake of fire. You don't want no part of that second resurrection. You want to be a part of that first group. You want to be that first group. You want to be that first resurrection. That's where you want to be. Okay. So, and that's a perfect, that's a perfect segue into closing Revelation chapter 20, because it's the final Revelation chapter 20 and opening and um, offering salvation to you. Because as we see here, this is all about your salvation. This is where your salvation gets you. When you stand before God, what is he going to say? Well done. Is he going to say, is he going to say, I acknowledge who you are because you've acknowledged me? Are you going to reign with him? Or are you going to be, or are you going to suffer? Or are you going to be tormented day and night for all eternity, just as the devil, the antichrist, the false prophet, death and the grave, death and hell, just as all of those are burning for all eternity in a lake of fire. The question is, where are you going to be? Are you going to be reigning with Christ or are you going to be burning in a lake of fire for all eternity? Which one, which one have you done? Have you been born twice or have you've only been born once? 
Ooh, Jesus Christ. This is a time when you need to make where you need to make your decision. As I said this last time, close your eyes and 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 think and think and harp on this. You have 30 seconds. You are going to die in 30 seconds. You ask yourself this question. If I know I'm going to die in 30 seconds, let me look over my life and see. Have I really done right? And if you know, if you can truly answer that question, like, no, you haven't, but you knew you were going to die in the next 30 seconds, then that would be your time to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, you have some people who believe, oh, God will not receive you because you didn't accept him at that moment. That ain't necessarily true because you still accepted him. Just like that thief on the cross who died, what happened right before he died? He said, Lord, remember me when you um, remember me. And he said, just remember me, Lord. Because he knew Jesus was an unjust man, was an unjust, a just man dying an unjust death. But what did Jesus tell him before he died? He said, you're going to spend, you're going to be with me for all eternity this day. So people who believe, oh, uh, you know, you, Jesus, you know, you, you won't be accepted into the kingdom because now, you know, there are people who believe that if you, um, if you save your, if you, uh, receive salvation before you die, they'll say that, oh, Jesus won't accept you. No, that's not true. Jesus will accept you. Why? Because you're still acknowledging him. You're still acknowledging who he is. You're still acknowledging who he is. So you still, long as you acknowledge who Jesus is, before you get, before you stand before him, that's the only thing that matters. So if you feel like your salvation, if you feel like you want to be sure, you know, it's nothing wrong with praying a prayer of salvation more than one time. <laughs> Sometimes you just, I, I, I've been baptized twice because I want to be sure. Sometimes you just want to be sure there's nothing wrong with it. God ain't going to strike you down for doing it more than once. It's just a way of I'm making sure that I'm right. So if that time ever comes or if the rapture takes place, I'm going to be right up. I'm going to be part of that first resurrection. I'm going to be a part of that first group. I want no parts of the second group, no parts at all. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes and pray this prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I ask you, Lord, come into my heart, make me, shape me and mold me into the person who you've called me to be. I lay my life down for you. My life is now in your hands. In the mighty name of Lord Jesus, I pray and I thank you, Father. Amen. Guys, we're going to believe that if you pray that simple prayer, you have now transferred over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And now your name is now written in the Lamb's book of life. You are now a part of the first resurrection. You will not, you have now been born twice and now you'll only die once. Now you are, you'll reign with Christ for all eternity. See this, see Revelation chapter 20 really is the, um, like I say, it's about your salvation. It's the reward for your salvation or the punishment for your salvation. That's really what Revelation chapter 20 is all about. It's all about your salvation. If you say it's really a, it's really a reward if you're saved or a consequence if you're not. 
That's all what Revelation chapter 20 is really about. It's more so about your salvation than anything else. So guys, for those of you who read that prayer, who received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, welcome home to the kingdom. We believe that now your name is not only written in the Lamb's book of life, but there's a party in heaven because you have come home. Amen. Now, I also want to tell you this too. Pray and ask God to send you to the right church because everything that says church in this day and age is not church. Pray and ask God to send you to where he wants you to be. And he will do just that. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Next week, we are covering Revelation chapter 21, the new Jerusalem. We're going to, we are almost there to the end. We've got 21 and 22, and then we are done with the book of Revelation. Amen. Amen. And guys, um, Guys, can 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 y'all do me a favor? Can I need to ask a favor of you guys? Okay. First of all, like the video. Like the video. Hey, and subscribe to the video. And those who are listening by way of the streaming services, we stream on App Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and I think Pandora has picked us up now too. So any if you can't watch the YouTube video. Uh, click on any of those streaming streaming services. And those of you guys who listening by way of stream, if you want to catch us here on YouTube, go to YouTube, type in the last things podcast, a journey of the truth. You should see, I always use the wrong R. You should see this blue logo come up and subscribe to the video, man. Like the video and share the video with some of your friends and family. Okay. And um, I need a favor from you guys. I need a favor. So we are coming up to the last, um, we're coming up to the end of Revelation. And we've been covering Revelation for over a year. We've been covering for over a year, almost a year and a couple of months, okay? So if I'm right, we should wrap this thing up really by the 1st of December. I think we should. If, if I think we should have it wrapped up by the 1st of December. So I'm asking a favor, a favor. Can you guys let me have the month off of December? I just need a little, a little break. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that time to kind of do some upgrades on the set behind me, upgrade some of the lights. We're gonna come, I wanna wanna take a month-long break to kind of recoup and figure out what direction we're gonna take the podcast, you know, and begin to get ready for Daniel, because that's where we're gonna go next when we finish up in Rev in Revelation. We're gonna go to the book of Daniel. So this is what I'm going to do. After Dece December 1st, after December 1st, I will not be putting out new episodes of the Last Things podcast. What I will do is re-release some of my old ones. I'm going to go through and pick out some of the best ones, some of uh, covering certain topics. Um, for example, last year I did an episode on the throne of David talking about how Jesus does not sit on the throne of David. He'll sit on the throne of David during the millennial reign where he rules, where we just went over. Okay. So I'm going to re-release that episode. And I'm going to re-release a couple of the older ones. And we're going to pick back up again in January, that first Monday in January of 2023. We will pick up with our first episode. I'm going to call that season two. Okay. But I'm asking you guys, Please uh, 
let me have a month off. OK, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the month of December off so I won't put out no new episodes, but I will re-release some of my previous episodes. So you're still getting content. It just won't be nothing new. And I'm, I want to take the month off to regroup, uh, kind of figure out some things with the podcast, as I said, as to what direction I want to go. But I'm also going to take the time to upgrade and do some things, do some do a couple of little things different. So when we come back in 2023, man, we're going to hit this thing rolling. We're going to come back bigger, better than we were this than we are right now. We've made some we've made some improvements. But there's room for more. And, and what I want to do is take take that time to um, do some improvements on a podcast. So for the month of December, so that last Monday in November, that'll be my last new episode. I won't release any other new episodes until January, that first Monday in January of 2023. OK, but I will be re-releasing some of my older episodes. So you're still getting content. It won't be nothing. It'll just be some uh some of my old episodes, I'll pick out some of the most popular ones. Like, uh, I think I'll do the, I know I'm going to do the throne of David, uh, probably do the mark of the beast and, um, maybe a couple of those rapture videos. We'll see, we'll figure it out, but I just want to let give you guys a heads up as to what's going to happen after November. Okay. So I just want to give you guys a heads up. So you won't think that, um, I've disappeared. I haven't disappeared. I'm still going to re-release Still going to put out content, just going to re-release some previous episodes just to get ready. So I won't leave you guys hanging just to get ready for uh, January of 2023. Because, man, we we got some big things coming up next year. OK, we got some very big things coming up. OK, so, guys, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me. Um, as I said, like the video, subscribe to the channel and do me a favor also as well. Pray the Lord's Prayer before you leave in the morning and pray the armor of God with you and your family. Pray the Lord's Prayer and the armor of God prayer before you guys walk out of that door in the mornings. OK, do that thing for your boy for me this week. OK, please do that. Do that every day. You and your kids pray those prayers, man. So you'll be ready for whatever tricks the enemy has. He has no new tricks just old tricks. Okay. So do that for me this week. All right. I love you guys. You guys have a blessed week. Please be safe out there. And I'll see you here next week with another episode of the last things podcast, where we are on a journey to truth. Love you guys. Be blessed. Be blessed.